Hey, Alex, thank you so much for joining the Asks One Person Business Interview Series. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. We've, uh, we're have we almost like linking on, on colour code here. I know, <laughs> We're yeah. going for, for bright themes. Traffic lighty, but but yeah, we with no stop sign between us. So yeah, nice to have the opportunity to like find out more about you, what you do. Do you want to give everyone watching a, an intro? Sure. So I'm a public speaking coach. I'm the founder of a thought leadership community that's public speaking focused called Mic Drop. I've been in this game for the best part of eight years professionally, and. I, I love it. You know, typically I tend to work with people who have got really big ideas. My job is to help them communicate that well to large audiences. So I work with a lot of people who get to challenge my own thinking around certain subjects. And that's probably one of the main reasons why I do what I do. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. And I think we share that in common. Like I, I coach people that I'm like, I can't believe I get to be in a room with these people and learn from them as much as, you know, hopefully they learn something from me and, the reason that we have connected today is I see you on LinkedIn sharing what you know about public speaking, but also that community angle is really clear. People are very engaged with your work and, and loving the, the nuance of what you bring. And I saw that you obviously used to be the founder of TEDx. Is that right? Yeah. So I used to, I, I fell, totally <laughs> fell into that. So I used to, used to run uh, TEDx Clap and ran that for a number of years. And that was really my introduction into public speaking. Um, on a on an impact level I suppose we had some of those talks went on to go and do some really amazing things and it it just taught me that one talk done really well in front of the right people can can do amazing things for the people who have delivered them so let alone the audiences you've heard them so that's really why I got into this I don't even like public speaking I'm not <laughs> your natural speaker I am the reluctant speaker uh, my brother's incredible. He he's more than happy to take the limelight. I'd much rather he did it too. You know, when it comes to family family things. But I just found myself in this world where it is such a catalyst for change if you can if you can use the medium in the right way. Okay, well, tell us a bit about how you ended up being uh, a public speaking coach. If you're not a huge fan of public speaking, because uh, there's so many people who have who watch this who are defining their entrepreneurial journeys. There piecing their professional experiences together and saying well I'm not the best at this so I shouldn't do this you know what's your experience packaging up Alex and being where you are today sure I mean I never used to tell people I didn't like public speaking that much and I've really leaned into it in more recent years because I think it's a real strength actually you don't have to be you know my job is to prove that you don't have to like public speaking to be okay at it mm. and to put yourself out there and and take opportunities that may end up on your plate. Uh, you know, uh, I fell into this world because I used to run a startup, which became very, very people heavy and incredibly unprofitable, but we grew very quickly. And the way we grew was by delivering talks at universities across the UK every day for three months of the year. So I forced myself, that was my public speaking boot camp. I forced myself to, to get relatively good and good enough for the, for the business to grow. And someone saw me speak once, asked me to speak at a TEDx event. It was years ago before people really knew about TEDx. And then that event got cancelled about a week before I was due to give the talk. So I never gave a talk. I still have never given a talk. But that led me to wanting to, to explore TEDx and how all that works. And I love the idea of running an event. And that was really my gateway. That first group of speakers that we had 
speak on that stage. I was just tweaking the odd little thing about their talk and their messaging. And and they thought that that's what I did as a full-time job. So it happened very organically. I didn't choose it. Yeah, you're literally dragged into the world of like, okay, guys, this is how we build our business now and how we get customers. So we're, do- we're doing public speaking. <laughs> and then from the background, you're like <laughs> seeing so many repetitions by the sounds of it, what's working, what's not working. And, you know, they say a lot of um, the, the best people we see have someone in the, the background that's supporting them, be it a partner, a business partner, chief of staff, whatever. It's like you've become that for for your clients, a public speaking coach. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've had to create a profile for yourself in order to get the result that you now have. So what, what was that transition like being in the spotlight? I didn't really enjoy it, I've got to say. But actually, now I found where I like to produce my content. You know, most of my spotlight stuff isn't really in person. It's not delivering talks to big events. Like I do occasionally do that. But actually, my my um, my audience really is on LinkedIn. I choose one pl- platform. I've doubled down on that. And I've just got a really simple goal. Post three times a week. And when I post, I tend to be testing something that I want to make clear in my own head. And it's a brilliant experiment to see what resonates with people, what doesn't. And sometimes the things that you think are really average posts are the things that tend to go down really well and people can really resonate with. So I came up with the bog principle the other week. It's called the bubble of glory. I just made it up okay. on a Sunday morning and that <laughs> tended to go down really well. Like, I mean, it's, it's really funny, but it's so useful to, to be able to constantly just throw little ideas out and see, and see what lands with people. Interesting, isn't it? Because if you are sharing ideas on a public stage in person as your form of promotion, that's so refined. It's so like I had to prepare to be here. I'm I'm ready to share a message, and you probably share that same message on stages versus what you're mm. doing. You're like you're behind your screen on a Sunday morning. Get your phone out, have a think. Did that work? Test it. It's a very iterative um and yeah quite quite detail oriented way of building your business and it's it's working right like do you want to share where you're at some stats around like I know you have a big community now and some some followers I mean it's (laughs) what goes what what people see publicly is not necessarily what's happening on the inside I mean I, I think if there is any sort of illusion out there that I know what I'm doing, I mean, that is completely false. It, it, this whole business is just one big experiment. And I think the hardest, you know, the one thing that I try and remember is if you can last a little bit longer than everyone else, you will, you'll be a, that step closer to success. You know, I really see that I've got, a, I'm not in this for the short term. I'm in this for the long term. And taking that long term is approach. Just stay in the game. Just stay in the game has, has been really really pivotal for me rather than focusing on the short-term wins uh we've in the last sort of 18 months we started building a community we have got 54 people in that community right now uh and in the last six weeks that's where we've really started to see demand for that community increase and and i think one of the reasons why we're doing or why it started to happen is because we're not trying to go all big growth at all costs we want to. We spent twelve months really making sure that we had a product that really worked, and was starting mm-hmm. to create tangible results for people. You know, landing specific speaking engagements, increasing people's speaking fees, removing the stress and the fear before a panel. You know, mm-hmm. these are these are big wins for for people. And when we started to see that was happening more regularly, we've now got something that we know 
is worthy, right? And and that is worth promoting and, mm. and getting out to people. But it's taken time and and patience and experimentation and pain. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great message to remind people of. You know, it's it's a lot easier to go out and promote something once you're super proud of it because you have tangible results to show. Right. Compare that to I have an idea for a community. Let me go see how many people I can sign up day one and just throw them in and then figure it out you're like let's start with a group of people get them the real results they came for and then actually go yeah this is working come on like let's grow this thing that's that's essentially how it's been and i think that if you can bring that first group of people on into your product or whatever it might be and and tell them we're gonna the reason you're in here is because i'm gonna help you work it out and we're all gonna work it out together mm. you know and and almost say you are part of this this journey we're gonna learn together you don't you don't have to be the person necessarily with all the answers. The amount of goodwill that buys you from the people who are with you is absolutely huge. Yet we often think, you know, if I look at how I used to promote myself in the first three years of my business versus how I promote myself now, I was so punchy with my messaging. I was like, this is how you need to do things. This is the way. I'm not like that anymore. And I think actually letting go and showing that and being open to new ways of of, of doing things and, and learning from other people can can really help with that too. Uh, mm -hmm. I often think you know, we feel like we have to convince people we have all the answers and no one's got all the answers. And the trust and the goodwill that that creates and the long-term uh, benefits that certainly had for to my reputation, it, it's really helped. The, I've, we're, we're now at a point where people rec most of my work comes from word of mouth or a linkedin post so and i try to be very explicit with how things are going on linkedin from a business perspective what's worked what's flopped all of that stuff it, i think it's important to to mm. share but people will buy into you as a as a person as well as whatever it is you're trying to create so that kind of building public mentality it sounds like it's serving you because you can be really authentic with how you're showing up rather than hey i have all the answers it's this is what we're trying this week or whatever yeah but the byproduct is people are trusting you more and buying more from you yeah end. for sure for sure i think you know I, i'm starting to build a newsletter called founders to thought leader and it's just one public speaking tip a week for people who are looking to you know go into speaking and, and thought leadership and stages and all of that stuff and i've been doing newsletters in their various guises for like four or five years it's never really landed but we now have a newsletter that's got super high open rate super high click-through rate but guess how many subscribers we got 600 601 subscribers today we are <laughs> tiny we are yeah. tiny but that group is incredibly engaged, engaged. and I, we've got we've got a formula that is is starting to to work now mm. so you know a good example i posted these are the tweets the other week I posted these are the tweaks I've made to my newsletter this, this year and I don't have millions of followers like everyone else does I can't tell you how to get them I'm still trying to work that out myself but what we do have is a newsletter that people are, are finding useful we're, we're hearing it from people we're not asking mm. for, for that feedback so and I think the lesson I want people to take from this isn't oh god I have to make this newsletter really engaged and really high click-through rate it's Alex got here because of the four years he spent figuring this stuff out and now he's launched this newsletter with a new lens on it and for a new audience with a new vibe and like I don't imagine it's a complete coincidence it's going so well it's the accumulation of everything else you've been doing that allows you to launch something and it kind of succeed straight away and yes it's small but 
imagine that will grow quite quite fast based on your LinkedIn. <laughs> don't don't put that pressure on me. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But I think it's yeah, it's it's if you can treat it with that building in public experimentation, particularly as a solopreneur, you know what we're really selling is trust, belief that for me it's I am the person that's going to have this group of speakers back no matter what that's that's the, the trust that i'm trying to build and it might not always be perfect and often i've often found for the linkedin posts that i do a counter narrative is incredibly useful we have this perception of what a great public speaker is but actually we have great public speakers in our community they forget their words they say <laughs> They don't put any prep in until the very last minute and then they panic. They get nervous before they go on stage, even though they get paid good money to, to deliver talks. The perception of what the world is and the, even like perception of what my, my business might look like on the outside versus the reality of what it is mm. inside is often two very, very different things and embracing that. I, I wish I knew that in the early stages, that it was mm. still going to be really, really messy and you never really arrive at that place where you're going to have answers. We'll make it a bit less intimidating wouldn't it for people who see the shiny exterior and think oh I'm nowhere near there like how can I even begin you know, I have this coaching yeah. conversation all the time twice today with people it's like oh I'm waiting for it to all be clear and for the penny to drop for me to kind of keep moving forward it's like it might never drop like you have to just kind of take those steps and you know figure it out as you go it doesn't mean that you're failing in public necessarily it just means that you're figuring stuff out and knowing that it's is an evolving thing a business is never done so what would be helpful just to share a little bit more about the offerings you have the services how do you kind of split your time you know I've, I've started working with an advisor recently and because I had so many of these products so many products that I was offering and and it was it's been really interesting because I've massively streamlined my offerings I've become everything to everyone. And now I'm trying to really narrow down and be, try and be one thing to one group. And uh, that's been a really big learning for me. So I run a thought leadership accelerator once a year. It's where I help people land right and deliver a big stage presentation. And we get the talks filmed at a big theater at the very, very end. I have Mic Drop, which is a thought leadership community for people who speak. Um, place to narrow down your message all the way through to getting paid and building a side income through speaking. And then I work with CEOs of tech startups and scale-ups one-to-one over a long period of time and work with them on the high-stakes speaking engagements that they've got, either internally or externally. And then I had a million other products after that, but the, they're, they're the three core products <laughs> that I have now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine how busy you must have been before because that sounds like a lot of, of different things that you're working through, but also aligned, right? I'm, I'm sure they're feeders into one another as well. They're certainly starting to become feeders into one another, which has been which has been really useful. Yeah, certainly. And what's been really interesting is despite kind of honing in and narrowing down on that, I'm still getting opportunities for all the other stuff. But now mm -hmm. I can, now in, from a mindset perspective, rather than be like, oh, I need to need to do that, I can actually be like, well, is that is that going to sap the life and energy from my soul if I say yes mm -hmm. to this and make me miserable and stress? Or is this something that actually will be quite fun to do? Yeah, what's your relationship with saying no? Not great. 
<laughs> not great working with it it's very very difficult um that's a really good question it's it's not great no it's because i think when you're living in the fear of not being able to pay your rent you will say yes to things that you don't want to do like that is this that's the sad reality of the life that we have all chosen to to be mm. in you know mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't profess to have answers to that. But one way to navigate that, that at least has felt helpful to me, is having this idea of like the shop window has, in your case, these three things. But in the back door, you know, at the back of the shop, there might be some other things you can buy. I'm not going to go and advertise them in the front because yeah. they're not always available. Sometimes I don't feel like giving them away, and they might actually be really expensive because they're they're worth a lot to me, right? So it's this idea of like what am I willing to give at some point versus what's always available and I'm trying to get, you know, through out the door. So take that if it resonates. Yeah, I absolutely (laughs) love that approach. It was awesome. So I have so many questions for you, but I'm also like, I feel like we've covered so much that's really valuable here. And I'm just trying to work out, you've covered your business model, your your customer acquisition, it sounds like it's LinkedIn and referrals. I guess the piece that we haven't, covered that might be helpful for some people is what about your kind of network or background do you feel prepared you for for where you are today is there anything that you would tell somebody who's still maybe in the early stages in a corporate even is like thinking about what they can do now to prepare themselves for later on I ended up in therapy about my struggle with being a public speaking coach this profession that I'd chosen to be in The idea of speaking became very, very difficult. And I think one of the reasons it became difficult was because of the attachments I had to previous jobs. You know, I was at one point, I was COO of a fast growing startup, 250 people. They all had to listen to me. I had a job title that said that I had such Mm -hmm. attachment. I placed such attachment and value to the, the, the experience that I'd had. And one of the things I noticed with a lot of high-profile high leaders in large corporates who are looking for their next step, they might be at you know, this household name and they can walk through the door and get these opportunities like, like that. You leave your job, it's not like that anymore. The world changes. And I think that a really important piece of internal work I've had to do way later than I realized was finding what my value is outside of job titles and being attached to anything. You know, I think we hold these things very, very closely and no doubt I've now got too much of an attachment to my current business and I'll struggle with that one day soon too. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's that identity piece, isn't it? It's like building the internal value you have for yourself and what you bring outside of an endowment somebody else has given you of COO or whatever, or, an employment contract that says you can take this job you know you have to choose yourself when you work for yourself and that's a daily choice often to pitch yourself or put your prices up or whatever it is you're like I'm going to choose my promotion to this next level as a business owner you don't yeah, wait to get it handed to you because it won't won't come what's um what's the future hold for Alex we're, t- we're taking a step at a time I we don't really know what what the future is but right now the short term is 
provide a, an amazing service for the members of our community and hopefully the groundwork in that is going to be the platform for, for where and how the how the community grows love it well we came kind of full circle there with the start of the uh, advice that you gave so thank you so much for joining um we'll, we'll wrap up there and yeah i'm sure people have learned so much from you you've got so much wisdom to, to share in such a short time so where can people find you how would you like to connect with anyone that might be thinking i'd love alex's help connect with me on linkedin that's that's where that's where i am that's probably the easiest place alex merry there aren't too many of us around <laughs> so uh, yeah i'll link me. it as well Thanks, Alex. Take awesome. care. Thank you. Bye.